You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Are you ready for the Word of God? Hallelujah. Please stand to your feet. Let's do the declaration. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Today I want to minister on a lifestyle of faith. A lifestyle of faith. A lifestyle of faith is just trusting God. Believing that God is who He said He is and that He's going to do what He promised that He would do. And when you say that, it, it sounds very simple, but what does it mean to, to have faith And what does it mean to to believe? Because there's a difference between the two. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says that faith is the substance. Faith is the substance. But when you look at Ephesians 2 verse 8, it teaches us that we are saved by grace through faith. Not of ourselves. That's a gift from God. So you are saved by grace through faith. So the question that I have to ask, where did you get that faith if you were not saved? That's a good question to ask. Where did you get the faith if you were not saved. We are saved by grace through faith. So faith, mustard seed faith, is deposited on the inside of every person before they are even saved. It's part of your confession, the declaration. How do we greet each other most of the time? We remind each other, I see Jesus in you. I see him in your eyes. And I hear him in your voice. Why? Because I know that Jesus Christ on the inside of you is the hope of glory. So faith is never the problem. The Bible says faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God. Am I right? So God has deposited enough mustard seed faith on the inside of you to be saved. The faith part is not the problem. Hebrews 11 verse 1. For now faith is the substance. So faith is the substance. When the word manifested, it was full of grace. Faith is the substance, the evidence of things not seen. So that faith on the inside, the promise that God has given you. Has God given you a word? I'm going to do this in your life. The promised land, this is for you. Are you holding on to a big promise like that? Let me see your hand. 
So that substance can never change. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, the substance. He who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's a fact. That's never going to change. That's the substance. The challenge is, do you believe it? That's what Isaiah said, Isaiah 53. Whose report will you believe? Will you believe that Jesus died for you? Will you believe that he went through a process of pain? Do you believe that by Jesus' stripes you are healed? Today you see this building here. It's a substance. But there was a time when we were hoping for it. But that promise was on the inside. The faith was there. The fact that God says that you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Many of you have faith to believe that God wants to do it. Let me see your hand. If you know God has spoken to you and said, I know the thoughts I have towards you. But after this COVID season, do you still believe it? Has God changed his mind about the good things? Hasn't changed it. Do you believe it? So faith never takes a day off. Faith is just expecting Jesus to do what he promised he would do. Turn to the person next to you and say whether you like it or not. Faith is something you have. Whether you believe it is up to you. Sometimes things don't make sense. When things don't make sense, that's when you need faith. It's then when you have to just believe and hold on to God. Have you been going, to, going through some great challenges, some major difficulties? It could just be because there's a big promise waiting for you. David had to face Goliath before he could go to the throne. So this is what the Bible teaches us, that that faith that God has deposited on the inside, never stop believing. Never stop believing. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews 10, verse 34. I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. Turn to the person next to you and say, get ready to reset your faith. Hebrews 10, verse 34 says, For you did not empathize and suffer along with those who were imprisoned. Many of us have been imprisoned by covid let me see your hand. And you bore cheerfully the plundering of your belongings and the confiscation of your property and the knowledge and consciousness that you yourself had a better and lasting possession. Verse 35, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance 
so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy the full what is promised. For still a little while, a very little while, and the coming one will come and he will not delay. But the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant that shall live by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things and holy fervor born of faith and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. Many have been imprisoned by COVID and you find yourself in a place where you just busy with self-preservation. But faith comes from the regenerated spirit of man. That part of you that's linked up with God, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Have you stepped into the trap of self-preservation? Let me just protect what I've got. Let me just preserve what I've got. Instead of stepping out, we have to ask ourselves, as a church, do we have fearless faith? Do we have fearless confidence? Because this is what the Bible requires of us. There's a great reward in it. Turn to the person next to you and say, whether you like it or not, faith is something you have. So when God tells us and He says that the just shall live by faith, it's not something that's impossible because He has deposited faith on the inside of you already. Even if it's mustard seed faith, that mustard seed faith has got the ability to move mountains. What has been imprisoning you the past two years? What is the thing that's been keeping you back the past two years? Turn to the person next to you say, it's time to act faith. Tell them again, say, it's time to act faith. If you're heading into the promised land, if you're going from where you're right now to where God wants you to be, you're more than likely going to encounter some giants. The promised land is full of some fearful things. Giants, high walls, things that seem impossible. Faith is not for the possible. Faith is for the impossible. Turn to the person next to you and say, faith is for the impossible. So a lifestyle of faith does not allow us to draw back, but it gives us that courage and strength to move forward. Amen? Israel didn't enter into the promised land or could not enter into the promised land because of the giants or the high walls. <clears throat> when you're in a mode of self-preservation, protecting what you've got, you think what I have, the blessings that I have will give me a good future. But what will give you a good future is not what's on the outside, but on the inside. COVID cannot keep you from your good future, but the fear of COVID can keep you from your good future. Giants and high walls cannot keep you from the promised land. But fear of those giants, fear of the high walls, fear of COVID will keep you from your good future. 
Fear is the opposite of faith. Hebrews says they could not enter in because of unbelief. God didn't change his mind. The substance didn't change. The promise didn't change. What changed was what they believed. Whose report will you believe? You know what's the scary thing? A big building does not please God. But people in that building with faith pleases God. Faith is the only thing that pleases God. Something to think about. You know, David, when he came on the battlefield and he saw Goliath there, he said to the king, I've killed the lion, I've killed the bear. He's saying, I've acted in faith. After I'd been anointed, I was aware of God's presence that was with me. And when I was alone looking after my father's sheep, attending to them, busy with a small assignment but being faithful, when the lion came, I acted faith and I killed the lion. Not because I was a lion slayer, because I had a friend in the Holy Spirit that disposed of lions, of bears. The faith of yesterday becomes a spiritual beacon. But the faith of yesterday pleased God then. Faith acts now. Faith believes now. So the victories of the past becomes a spiritual beacon to remind you that the giant that you're facing right now, God is with you, and you'll be able to slay that giant. Not because you're a giant slayer, but because you have a friend in the Holy Spirit who disposes of giants. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And those who diligently, eagerly, and seriously are seeking Him must believe that He is going to reward them. Faith sees the invisible. Faith believes the impossible, and faith receives the incredible. Go to Numbers 13, verse 31. I want to show you something. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Can I just stop here and say something? Somebody makes one statement, and you're ready to give up. Somebody makes one comment, and you're ready to run away. Ask you to do something, say something. People are sometimes one statement, one confession, one speed bump in the road, and you're ready to give up. Turn to the person that you say, that's not faith. Faith sees beyond the obstacle that you are facing right now. Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. Can I, can I say something? Many Christians today are one little offense away from stopping or to stop serving Jesus. I'm finished. I'm just walking away from God. 
That's not faith, church. That's not faith. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, that came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. When the ten made a declaration and said, we cannot go in, the giants are too big. God's purpose and plans did not change. Just because somebody has confessed and said it's impossible, just because somebody gave a bad report, does not mean God has changed his mind. You continue to seek the kingdom of God. It's fearful to think that the majority said it's impossible. Can I tell you something? God said, go spy out the land and see that it's a good land. Ten were looking at the obstacles, the impossibilities. When it comes to faith and possessing the promise that God has given you, your confession will give you possession. The ten that said it's impossible to go in, they couldn't go in. But the two that said it's possible, those two went in. Can I tell you something? Some of you have to revisit the promise that God has given you. Because although that promise is here on the inside and that faith is there, you will confess what you believe. That's why Jesus told the parable of the seed, the good seed and the bad seed. You change your confession when you allow more bad seed to grow in your heart than good seed. Enough. When you focus more on the negative than the positive. Do you know what's the scary thing? In Numbers 14, 28, God said, as you've confessed what you've said in my hearing, that's what I'm going to do. Faith has an attitude. Your confession is your attitude towards God's promise. God said, I've given you the land. They confessed the opposite. What have you been confessing about the promise God has given you? Do you have an attitude of faith or attitude of unbelief? Turn to the person next to you and say, whether you like it or not, faith is something you have. So let me help you quickly. Here's the biggest roadblock to our faith. Israel saw all the miracles. They saw the ten in Egypt. They're in the wilderness. They see the water come out of a rock. They see God providing manna, God bringing quail. I mean, can you imagine? They see all these things. It's not all about seeking His works. Because you can see miracles and still be in unbelief. It's not about seeking His works, 
but learning His ways. Most of us, we just want to go to church, give me my miracle, give me my breakthrough. Are you just interested in the gift or do you want a relationship with the giver? So it's not just seeking his works, but it's learning his ways according to Galatians 5 verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. We are born of love. Faith is something that comes from the regenerated spirit of man. You are born of love. In love, there's joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against those things, there's no law. Galatians 5, a little bit earlier on, it says, faith works through love. So the key to strong faith, strong love. Strong love. I don't have time to go into it, but you can go look at Matthew 6 when Jesus taught on how to pray. When the disciples said, how should we pray? He says, pray in this manner. Our Father, Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right at the end of the prayer, he starts talking about forgiving. Those that have wronged you, that's robbing you of the love that's on the inside, because that hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness is displacing your love so that your faith cannot work properly. It says, forgive. You can go to Matthew 18, when it's all about binding and loosing. We like to bind and loose. Go the next parable is the parable about the unforgiving servant. Mark 11, when it talks about mustard seed faith, to be able to move mountains. When you pray, make sure that you receive, that you believe. You'll have it. Name it, claim it, frame it, say it, you'll have it. Remember those teachings that we've all had? Go read the next portion. If your brother has something against you, go make right. Why? Because God clearly links faith and forgiveness. Because faith works through love. Turn to the person next to you. Say, strong faith equals strong love. Because faith works through love. So when we say a lifestyle of faith, we're just saying a lifestyle of loving God and loving people. This is what it's all about. People around us are so angry, offended, disappointed, irritated. Do I have to mention, just drive to work and see how people behave here next to you. You know what the Bible says? In 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5, it says, Test yourself to see whether you're in faith. It says, not God's going to test you. You test yourself to see whether you're in faith. Am I still forgiving as Christ has forgiven me? It says, test and approve yourself. Make sure that you're aware of the fact that Christ is living on the inside of you. When you give Jesus the rightful place in your heart, it's easy to exercise faith. The Amplified says, unless you've become a counterfeit, one that's fake. We want God to be real, and God wants us to be real. Amen? 
Turn to the person next to you and say whether you like it or not. Faith is something you have. Tell them again, say whether you like it or not. Faith is something you have. So listen to me. For us to move mountains, here's the key. Your confession needs your heart's full agreement. What you believe is what you confess. Don't just start confessing. First, go and test yourself and see whether I'm in faith. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10. We confess with our mouths unto salvation, but with our hearts we believe unto righteousness. He who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. That's the substance. That's Jesus that's died on the cross for you. The evidence. The question is, do you believe it? Do you believe that you've become the righteousness of God? Oh, Bernard, you don't know what I've done this week. I'm not asking you that you live a perfect life. I'm asking you, do you believe that he who knew no sin became sin and that you're holding that position in Christ Jesus? Why is that important? Because when you confess Jesus and you believe it with all your heart, your heart is made righteous. Righteous. Why is that important? Because the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. When you believe God has made you righteous, next time when they say, who wants to pray? You'll say, I'll pray. Because why? You believe God has made me righteous. I know that his eyes are upon me and his ears are attentive to my prayers. But when you don't believe that you're the righteousness of God, you say, no, 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 let him pray. Am I talking to the right people here? The fact that you are going through a difficult time, that you are facing challenges, that you are facing a giant, does not mean that you're in unbelief. It just means God has planned great things for you. God is ready. God is getting ready to move you from where you are to where he wants you to be, to take you to a new level in life. So it doesn't matter what the majority is saying. Confess what you believe. Confess what you believe. Do you believe God has planned good things for you? Start to confess it. Do you believe God has planned good things for you in your career? Confess it. Do you believe God has planned good things in your marriage? Confess it. Do you believe God has planned good things for your children? Confess it. Don't confess over them the whole time, you're naughty. If you go on like this, you'll become nothing. I'm not going to say anything else. We're going to have a nice family conference in this year, and you come and be a part of that. The Bible says it was Joshua, after they had given a bad report, he said, stop it. We've gone into the land. It is a good land. God said it's a good land. It's a good land. We've gone through it. The issue is not the giants. It's not the high walls. It is will God delight in us? Will we believe what He has said? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
Joshua was saying, if the Lord finds pleasure in us and He's with us, we be well able. This land flowing of milk and honey, it's there. Only this day, do not rebel. Do not rebel and let fear grip your heart. What did God say to Abraham? I'll be your shield. I'll be your protection. I'll be your exceedingly great reward. Joshua said, these giants have got no protection. There's not a living God with them. They might be big, but they're in the realm of defeat and failure. We might be smaller, but we're in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. Said their protection has departed from them. Do not fear them. If God is with us, we'll possess it. I want to tell you, whatever you've seen around you cannot hinder you, cannot stop you from fulfilling the destiny and purpose that God has got for you. But the fear of giants, the fear of COVID, the fear of this, those are the things that will keep you back. The Lord said, my servant Caleb, because he's got a different spirit, a different attitude. When everybody says it's impossible, he says, it's possible. You know what I like about him? I mean, he was 85 years old when he said, Joshua, I want my portion now. You know what was the attitude of, of Caleb, Joshua and Caleb? They first helped everybody else to possess their promise. Think about it. He is 40 years older than the youngest people. A whole generational gap there. He's 80, they're 40. He says, I'm going to help you youngsters possess your promise. That's a different attitude. That's the attitude of faith. And in the end, when he's helped everybody, he says, okay, Joshua, give me my mountain. What is he saying? He says, I've left the most difficult for lost. The high ground, the most difficult part to possess, the mountain. I'm going there, and in those mountains are the giants. The giants that scared a whole generation out of their promise. He says, give me my mountain. I'm 85 years old. Give me my mountain. Those giants and the high places. Let me teach you young people the secret. If God is with me and he'll delight in me, I'll have the victory. I'm not going to change my confession. What I confessed 40 years ago, I'm still confessing it right now. They embraced a lifestyle of trusting God. They knew without faith, it's impossible to please God. That faith that God deposited on the inside, that promise that God deposited on the inside, that purpose, that you're the greatest product of the Holy Spirit, they believed it. We have to ask ourselves, have I been walking in a different spirit? Don't raise your hand. When you believe that you are born from above, you'll change your confession. When you know you've got heaven's opinion, you'll change your confession.
give me my mountain. Some of us are tired after this two years. We should have an attitude, let me see who I can help. And then I'm going to fulfill the plans and purposes. Give me my mountain. Examine yourself, test yourself to see whether you're in faith. Amen. Turn to the person that you say whether you like it or not. Faith is something you have. I'm going to close with this. You're sitting here and you're saying, I think I'm in trouble. I think if, if we had to choose and see who's the 10 and who's the 2, I might fall in the category of the 10 right now. Don't raise your hand. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to help you. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's hope. Jesus comes to a father in Mark 9.23, and he says to him, if you can only believe, all things are possible. If you can only believe, we know, we've seen it now. If you can believe, you can possess the promise. Jesus comes to him and he says, if you can believe, all things are possible. Your son that's demon-possessed, that's being tormented by the devil, if you believe, he'll be set free. You can almost feel the pain of this father. He's immediately the father answered. Cried. He said, Lord, I believe. The substance is here. The faith is here. I know that you're a healer. I know that you're a deliverer. I believe it. That substance is there. But help my unbelief. I believe you can do it. I believe you want to help everybody. But when it comes to me and my family, I don't believe. Help my unbelief. Am I talking to somebody here right now? Do you know what's the good news? When you come in humility and sincerity of heart to Jesus saying, I believe you're a healer. I believe you're a deliverer. I believe you're the God of the breakthrough. I believe you're the God that opens up seas, bring down walls. But when it comes to my own life, help my unbelief. That coming to Jesus in humility and sincerity of heart, confessing your weakness is all that Jesus needs. Because when you confess your weakness, he is faithful and just to forgive unrighteousness and to make you righteous. It's then when you come and you'll experience his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's then when you can start to say like a Paul, when I'm weak, I know that you are strong. Even when I find myself in unbelief, but I believe that you can do it, it's enough for you, Jesus, to work in my life. That lifestyle of total dependence upon Jesus Christ, that's faith. A lifestyle of just trusting God. Sometimes when you hit a speed bump and you find... How are you going to do it? Lord, I believe you can do it, but help my unbelief. 
that's enough. When that mustard seed faith is on the inside, I want to challenge you. Start to act faith. Start to confess faith. When you look at that situation and you say, it seems impossible. I don't know, God, how you're going to do it. Be a Mary and say, let it be according to your word, your plans, your purposes, and start activating your faith by just confessing what you believe and not what you see. Because remember, faith sees the invisible. Faith believes the impossible. Faith receives the incredible. And that gift of faith comes from the regenerated spirit of man. This mustard seed faith on the inside of you, putting you in a position that you can please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. God will never ask you to do anything if He's not made provision for it. Faith is something you have, whether you like it or not. Sila, precious Father, thank you that you stir up our hearts, O oh Lord, to be one like a Joshua and a Caleb with a different spirit, O oh Lord, saying we be well able to be even at a full age to say, give me my mountain. But, O oh Lord, at times where we believe that you can do it for everybody else, but this unbelief, we pray help our unbelief and manifest your strength in our weakness, O oh Lord. Take us from where we are to where you want us to be, O oh Father, and perfect everything concerning us in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. I want you right there where you are, just to put your right hand on your heart, raise your other hand to heaven, and just pray this prayer, believing with all your heart as you make this confession. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, Jesus Christ has forgiven your sin. When you make that confession with your mouth and it had your heart's full agreement, you've now become the righteousness of God. Amen. Your sins are forgiven. All things have passed away. God has made everything new. Egypt is a place of bondage, defeat and failure. Don't talk about those things anymore. Start confessing and declaring the good things that God has planned for you. Amen. Has your faith been lifted? Are you ready to go out this week and just be a God-pleaser exercising your faith? Well, if you believe that, give the Lord a hand. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.